Ray Brown's Talking Birds. Made possible by the generous support of the Bird Watchers General Store. Orleans Cape Cod. Birdwatchersgeneralstore.com. By Birds and Beans Shade Grown Bird Friendly Coffee. Birdsandbeans.com. And proudly sponsored by Ocean State Bird Club. This is every birder's favorite time of year, with new birds to see in every tree and shrub. And Ocean State Bird Club has an abundance of walks to see them. Join us on one of our free walks, become a member, and check us out on Facebook and on the web at OceanStateBirdClub.org. Good morning. Welcome to our show, number 730. Well, it's always a great thing when an endangered bird species can be saved from possible extinction. And such a thing may have happened just this month off the coast of North Carolina. The bird in question is the black-capped petrel, which breeds in Haiti and the Dominican Republic and possibly on the island of Dominica. And an international crew assembled by the American Bird Conservancy this month captured 10 of these birds at sea. For the first time, they then measured and banded the birds and outfitted them with satellite transmitters, all as part of an effort to better understand the distribution and prevent the extinction of the Diobrotin, or little devil, as the bird is known on its Caribbean nesting grounds. Apparently that kind of eerie sound they make is why they get that nickname. Just five breeding sites for the black-capped petrel are currently known, although researchers say they remain hopeful that the birds may also breed in other places like Jamaica and Cuba. So, some potential good news for a bird thought to be extinct until its rediscovery in 1963, as scientists hope the project may lead to undiscovered breeding areas for the species and new chances to engage in on-the-ground conservation activities to help ensure survival for the black-capped petrel. Now some news about some birds that are surprisingly surviving very well. Thank you. Gizmodo.com has a headline on their site that reads, Feral Parrots Are Taking Over America. These birds are descendants of escaped pets and so are not covered by the Migratory Bird Treaty Act. And they've managed to create thriving colonies in nearly half of the states in the U.S. The United States was historically home to just two native parrot species, the Carolina parakeet, now extinct, and the thick-billed parrot, now found only in Mexico. But as new research describes, there are 56 parrot species now living in the wild in the U.S. That is unbelievable. Of those, 25 species have formed breeding colonies with monk parakeets representing about a third of the birds observed. So how do parrots survive in a new habitat? Researchers explain that monk parakeets, for example, can build their nests in natural or human-made structures and can adjust their diets to survive in the cold while taking advantage of rising global temperatures. But should these colorful colonies be celebrated or eliminated, considering that the birds are invasive? Well, in the UK, eradication programs have eliminated nearly all of the monk parakeets. But here in the US, such efforts are often met with resistance from bird lovers 
and proposed laws in some states, including New York and New Jersey, would protect the birds from removal. So for now, at least, these parrots aren't going anywhere, except maybe to a few more states. So we have a congratulations to issue, and that congratulations is to our week two winner in our 2019 Talking Birds Make Your Own Swag contest. And the winner is Robin Rogers from Astoria, Oregon. All right, Robin. Robin sent us a cool photo of herself, binoculars at the ready, looking toward the trees for birds while shaded from the sun in a wide-brimmed hat. But not just any wide-brimmed hat, one with the Talking Birds patch prominently displayed on top. We'll have Robin's picture on our Facebook page and on Instagram as well. So as this week's Make Your Own Swag Contest winner, Robin will receive a hardcover copy of A Season on the Wind, Inside the World of Spring Migration, the latest book by living legend birder and author Ken Kaufman. It's a book that provides a close-up look at one season in one key site that reveals the amazing science and magic of spring bird migration in the perils of human encroachment. So congratulations, Robin. And now Robin and everyone else who sends us a photo by the June 15th deadline is also eligible for the grand prize, Terra ED 8x42 Zeiss binocular. Get your patch by requesting one via email to ray at talkingbirds.com. That's ray at talkingbirds.com. Just say, I want a patch. Or words to that effect, and we'll send you one with full contest instructions. Deadline for photo submission is June 15th at midnight. The address again for your patch request, ray at talkingbirds.com and we'll announce another winner on next week's show. We figure that is the sound of our mystery bird. And this is a preview of, of our mystery bird contest which we'll initiate a little bit later on in the show. Some clues about our bird. It's a medium to large-sized raptor. It's mostly black with two or three light bands on the tail. It has a yellow bill and yellow legs. Our bird is found in open woodlands of the southwest where it hunts for birds, mammals, and lizards. Looking in flight, kind of a lot like a turkey vulture as it flies with its wings held in a shallow V. Those are pretty good clues there, Tim. What do you think that is? We'll do our contest a little later. Prizes include the beautiful Droll Yankees New Generation 13-inch Metal Finch Sock. That's a feeder that combines the attraction of a finch sock with the durability of metal, and it holds a full pound of Niger seed, a.k.a. thistle seed. Bonus prize, a download to your iOS device or online access to the LarkWire app, the app that makes learning bird sounds a game that's in our upcoming mystery bird contest a little bit later on this morning's uh, program. Extra, extra, read all about it. Here are some of the stories and videos we have for you on our Facebook page this week. There's a baby bird that uses its wing claws to climb through trees in the Amazon forest. It's a baby Watson. And our page will connect you to a fascinating video about this bizarre blue-faced bird, courtesy of InsideScience.org. Speaking of blue, do you love indigo buntings? Yes? Well, then you'll want to read Mike O'Connor's latest column about them. 
We happen to have a link to that column right now on our Facebook page. And is there really a video game called Bird Gut? I'm afraid there is, and in it, players try to escape a dystopian society located inside the belly of a bird. We'll connect you to the Verge.com story about it, if you insist. And that's some of what we have for you on our Facebook page right now. And don't forget, you can find those stories, too, through an online search, in case you're not a Facebook follower. We have a conservation warning sign of the week. Here it is. The concentration of carbon dioxide in Earth's atmosphere has climbed to a level last seen more than three million years ago, way before humans even started stumbling around on this here planet. The measurements were taken on Saturday, May 11th at the Mauna Loa Observatory in Hawaii. Carbon dioxide traps heat from the sun and higher levels are associated with increasing global temperatures and other effects of climate change like rising seas and unusual weather patterns. What will happen if the trend continues? Scientists say loss of vegetation and sea ice coverage will become increasingly visible in the short term and that while things like melting of ice sheets in Antarctica and Greenland will occur more slowly, they will persist for a very long time. And according to Dana Royer, professor of Earth and Environmental Sciences at Wesleyan University in Connecticut, once that happens, we can't really reverse it. We have some new friends we'd like to say thank you to. They are Talking Birds listeners who have transformed themselves into Talking Birds ambassadors while still being Talking Birds listeners, we hope. And so thank you to Sue Saltzman from Deposit, New York, just east of Binghamton and just north of the Pennsylvania line. Thank you, Sue, for becoming a Talking Birds ambassador. And thanks for your kind comments about the show. And thanks to our first Talking Birds ambassador from... Mexico. Christian Gonzalez from San Luis, Mexico. He says, many years ago, I went to New England, birding at the Manomet Bird Observatory. Kathleen Anderson was a very good friend of mine, and she once visited us here in Mexico. Great memories. I'm still birding, and one of my daughters is a biologist. Will be great to be your ambassador in northern Mexico. Well, thank you so much. Christian. Kathleen Anderson, by the way, was a wonderful birder and ambassador for birds and a founder of what was then known as the Manomet Bird Observatory. It's now simply called Manomet and is renowned for its work with partners across North and South America in the areas of conservation and sustainability and science education. Well, Talking Birds listeners, we're pretty sure that Christian and Sue would love to have you join them in the Talking Birds Ambassadors family and hand out some of the cards uh, that we send to you whenever you get around to it. It's pretty easy to sign up for. Just go to the contact button at TalkingBirds.com and click the Become an Ambassador option. That's the contact button at TalkingBirds.com and click the Become an Ambassador button. By the way, we got an idea sent in to us from Ambassador Donna Frankie in Calgary, Alberta, Canada. She says, I still hand out your cards, but I also took a photo of a card to share with my birding group and others. Works great as people can save it to their favorites and it doesn't get lost. And as an added bonus, it also reduces the paper. Great idea. Thank you so much, Donna, for that idea. 
Well, we have a new listener story to share. Little little story music there. (laughs) This is from Rodney Gast in San Diego, California, and it's about the Hudsonian Godwit that just this week made its first ever reported appearance in San Diego County. You can see the story with uh, a cool accompanying video included of the Godwit under the Listener Stories button on our TalkingBirds.com website. Thanks, Rodney, for sending that story. And Talking Birds listeners, we'd love to hear your stories about birds and nature and conservation. And if you'd like to send us one, just go to the TalkingBirds.com website and click on Listener Stories. That's at TalkingBirds.com. Still to come on our show today, we'll catch up with our man Mike O'Connor in our Let's Ask Mike segment on the topic of baby birds. Tis the season, but what to do if you find one on the ground there in your yard? Meanwhile, one of our favorite places to look for birds is smack dab in the middle of our beautiful hometown city of Boston. It's 24 magnificent acres of trees and flowers surrounding a gorgeous duck-friendly pond It's Boston's public garden. And right there, just yesterday, a birder named Max Chalfin Jacobs spotted a bird that will serve as today's featured feathered friend. It's a bird that Max may have heard asking for a tall, cool one. Make that three tall, cool ones. Our featured feathered friend segment is presented by Birdwatching Magazine. For more than a quarter century, Birdwatching has been North America's premier magazine about wild birds and birding. Three beers. Well, you might hear somebody holler that down at your local pub, but here on the Talking Birds program, quick three beers is a mnemonic, a memory device for recalling the sound of today's featured feathered friend, Contopus cooperi, the olive-sided flycatcher. The olive-sided is a large, sturdily built flycatcher with dark olive-brown upper parts, streaked olive-brown sides, and white underparts. Its head has a slight crest, and there's a faint white eye ring. The wings show two pale bars, and the tail has a mild notch. Olive-sided flycatchers nest across the northern and western parts of the lower 48, and up into Canada and Alaska where, having given up on the idea of getting any beer served to them, they sally forth instead from isolated tall trees and snags to snatch flying insects, like moths and bees and wasps. The olive-sided spends winters in the tropics, traveling as far south as the northern Andes of South America. And these are tough times for the olive-sided flycatcher. Clear-cutting of forests and fire suppression have reduced its habitat, while pesticides have affected its food supply. The American Bird Conservancy has listed the bird as a conservation priority and is continuing work to protect areas at both ends of the bird's annual migration through conservation efforts in the boreal forests of the U.S. and Canada and through the creation of sanctuaries in South America. Ordering up three cold ones, maybe in a patch of forest near you, Today's Talking Birds featured feathered friend, the olive-sided flycatcher. Welcome again. Thanks for being with us on our show number 730. As always, we issue the invitation for you to visit our website. That's TalkingBirds.com. And last we checked, there is still no G in Talking. 
Uh, and you can follow us too. We hope you will on Facebook and our newly uh, reimagined and reinstituted um, Instagram page there, and Twitter too, uh, at Talking Birds. On to our mystery bird contest. And the way it works is we give some clues about a bird. We play a sound from that bird and invite you to call in as soon as you possibly can and tell us what that bird is or take a guess because, as Tim knows, um, no correct answer means we'll have a drawing to determine the winner and Tim will be in charge of that drawing and he is, uh, he is ready to exercise that responsibility if necessary. Do call us as soon as you can. The number is 781-837-4900. That's 781-837-4900. Here's the kind of weird, creepy sound of our mystery bird. Our mystery bird is a medium to large size raptor. It's mostly black with two or three light bands on the tail. It has a yellow bill and yellow legs. Our bird is found in open, uh, open woodlands of the southwest, where it hunts for birds, mammals, and lizards, looking in flight very much like a turkey vulture as it flies characteristically with its wings held in a shallow V. What is our mystery bird? Tell us definitively, or take your guess and perhaps win our contest that way and win a beautiful Droll Yankees new generation 13-inch metal finch sock feeder. It's one that combines the attraction of a finch sock with the durability of metal, and it holds a full pound of niger seed, a.k.a. thistle seed. Plus, we have a download to your iOS device or online access to the LarkWire app. That's the app that makes learning bird sounds a game. By the way, if you're not hearing our Sunday morning show live and uh, figured you couldn't enter our mystery bird contest as a result, well, there's a pretty uh, easy way around that. Just listen to our show online, and uh, that's easy to do. Go to TalkingBirds.com, probably the easiest way to do it, TalkingBirds.com, and you can see how to listen live, which you can do from anywhere on this planet, as long as you have an Internet connection and some kind of Internet-connectable device. 781-837-4900 is the number, 781-837-4900. Meanwhile, we'll find out what Mike O'Connor has to say about baby birds. Let's ask Mike live in just one minute. Talking Birds, we're for the birds. And we want to say thanks to another Talking Birds ambassador who's helping to spread the word about birds and conservation. My name is Rebecca Ramirez, and I'm calling from Beaver Creek, Ohio. I decided to become a Talking Birds ambassador because the show gives me a time and a space away from computer screens and cell phones to enjoy what's going on in our natural world. You too could become a Talking Birds ambassador and reconnect with what's real in nature. Talking Birds listeners, we hope you'll become a Talking Birds ambassador. Just visit our website, TalkingBirds.com. Click on the contact button and then choose the Become an Ambassador option. We'll send you some info cards to hand out to your friends and neighbors. That's the contact button at TalkingBirds.com. And thanks. We're about to say thank you to Mike O'Connor for information about baby birds. Tis the season he's down there at the famous Bird Watchers General Store, Orleans, Cape Cod, to give us some advice. Good morning, Mike. Hey, good morning, Ray. Yep, it's baby bird season yeah. again. I think uh, we all know that because all the, all, the all the parents are cranking out kids mm -hmm. and... Uh, 
sometimes people find those babies and then they call me like, you know, I'm just a shopkeeper. What do I know? <laughs> so it's always, it's still very confusing, I guess, about whether to try to rescue a bird, whether to leave it alone. I guess it depends on the, the stage of, uh, of progression of that little bird. It could be a nestling or a fledgling. And what's after that? Post-grad? Or, uh, <laughs> That's right. That's when yeah. it gets expensive. Right. Yeah, that's when that's when you get the college bills. <laughs> uh, well, I sure, like that, your description. That's the best thing. And, and, and right away, like obviously, people want to help. At least you yeah. know the good people want to help, and they want. But the, the determinant of the nestling or fledgling. Fledgling is the birds that we see running around. Typically, it's like a robin. It's got all speckles, and it, it hunches down. And mm. I think when we were all kids. We'd find like a, a baby robin. We all did the same thing. We got a shoebox and punched some holes yeah. in the top, and and it did some you know put in like uh, a bowl of water and a slice of white bread and said well that bread's going to be fine now <laughs> what about the eyedropper too the eyedropper <laughs> yeah the, right the give them some water. water but you know ba- the basic if it's a fill- fledgling it's a bird that's mobile can flap its wings a little bit and it's standing mm-hmm. you know erect and can move the best thing to do is nothing just leave the bird alone make sure it you know is put- you know, obviously, if it's out on the sidewalk on the road, kind of scooch it into under a bush. And the parents probably have a couple of these kids running around because the birds are just ready to go, and there might be a day, day and a half from flying. So the parents will continue to feed them and take care of them. Just get them out of the way. Make sure your pets are inside. That's always a good thing anyways. Keep the cats and dogs inside and just, and just leave it alone, and the parents should take care of it. If it's a nestling, that's sometimes, you know, these birds, they build their nests up in a tree, and then something happens, sometimes the windstorm and they get tipped out of the nest. That's different. Those are those birds that are kind of half naked. They got a few feathers. Their eyes might be closed. They can barely hold their heads up. That's different. Then you've got to actually uh, do something. The best thing to do is try to find the original nest and put them back. If the nest is still there, put them back. That nonsense about parents smelling you. You'd have to smell really, really bad for a bird to be able to smell you. (laughs) What a challenge there. Yeah. (laughs) That's right. That's just a wives' tale. So put the birds okay. back if you can find the nest. If you can't find the nest, so say the nest is blown down, scoop up as much of the nest material. And, I, and take, like, if you ha- a hanging basket. That's a good one. Like those hanging plant baskets. We all have a few hanging uh, around. Mm-hmm. Stuff it, stuff it, stuff it with material. Put some of the original nesting material in there, and then put the babies back in that and hang it back up to the tree or area you think they came from. If you can't don't have a hanging basket, you can create one with like a, a fruit basket or something like that and put it back there and the parents should come because the parents invest a lot of time into these kids and they want they want to see them grow but don't hang around you know just get out of the way because the parents will be a little bit stressed and they'll come and hopefully they'll continue to feed them if you know if, if you're not comfortable with any of those things you can contact a wildlife official wildlife rehabilitator um, in your area and they're easy to find online and you know and don't give me the excuse well we don't have the internet now come on everybody <laughs> has the internet and if you don't call somebody who does and have them look up because there, there's an easy list of all these places and you can get one nearby who would either take it or give you some advice but don't try to raise it on your own that's that's that, not a good thing. not a good idea and there's probably a library somewhere near you that does have internet <laughs> yeah, yeah that'll have up to date information from 1945 <laughs> right. All right, thank you, Mike. Okay, talk next week, Greg. Mike O'Connor down there at the famous Bird Watchers General Store, Orleans, Cape Cod. Meanwhile, returning to the uh, Mystery Bird Contest. Should we do that one-minute uh, break here, Tim, before we go back to the contest? So we'll do that contest thing in just one minute.
More than 100 million wild animals are killed each year, illegally. I'm Tom Barry. I'm an actor. Destruction of their habitats threaten their very existence. The best way to protect wildlife is to protect the land where they live. The Humane Society Wildlife Land Trust works with private landowners to protect wildlife, to preserve natural habitats, and establish permanent sanctuaries. To learn more or to work with the Humane Society Wildlife Land Trust, call 800-729-SAVE. That's 800-729-SAVE. Or visit wildlifelandtrust.org. Thank you. For over a quarter century, Birdwatching Magazine has been North America's premier magazine about wild birds and birding. Regular contributors include expert birders and authors such as Ken Kaufman, David Sibley, Pete Dunn, Laura Erickson, and others. Learn more at birdwatchingdaily.com. Back to the Mystery Bird Contest. The sound of our mystery bird, a medium to a large sized raptor found in the open woodlands of the southwest, flies a lot like a turkey vulture with its wings held uh, in kind of a shallow V formation. 781 837 4900 is the number. Uh, to call, we have Carrie in Quincy, Massachusetts. I know it's spelled Quincy, but we pronounce it Quincy around here. Uh, I don't know why, but maybe Carrie does, or maybe knows the mystery bird. Good morning, Carrie. Hello, Carrie. Carrie may know a lot, but is not saying a whole lot there. Well, let's try one more time for Carrie. Are you there, Carrie, in Quincy, Massachusetts? All right. Hear me? Oh, there you are. All right. Good morning. Good morning, Carrie. Sorry about that. Welcome to the uh, program okay. here. All right. Thank you. You're, thank you. What's uh, What do you think our mystery bird is, Carrie? Is it a buzzard? Is it a buzzard, Tim? <laughs> we were going to play the buzzer. It's not a buzzard, but uh, there's a little <laughs> music that would indicate that is not exactly the answer we were looking for. Okay. But it is a raptor, which is the kind of thing what you were thinking of there. Right. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you, Carrie. Next time you call, we'll ask you about that Quincy pronunciation. Thank you very much. All right. <laughs> Moving on here on our Mystery Bird Contest at 781-837-4900, we have Patricia. Uh, it looks like, oh, it's Ontario, Canada. No, Ooh. California. Oh, California. Okay. Yeah. Ontario, California. Good morning, Patricia. Good morning, Ray. Good, good morning. I should know where Ontario, California is, but guess what? I guess I don't. Oh, well, it's about 35 miles east of Los Angeles. East of L.A., okay. Well, uh, let's see, you heard our clues. You heard one guest there, too, uh, Patricia. You heard the sound of the bird. What uh, would you say the mystery bird might be? I'm pretty sure it's a zone-tailed hawk. Pretty sure is right. That's not a guess. That's a definitive answer, and you're absolutely correct. Zone-tailed hawk. Pretty interesting how it flies looking like a turkey vulture and. uh it's been suggested, maybe you know this, that it kind of mimics a turkey vulture on purpose to sneak up on play on prey that wouldn't be afraid of turkey vultures. Kind of interesting. I've seen them flying with them. They're just gorgeous birds. They are indeed. Well, Patricia, thank you so much, and congratulations. Stay on the line. And Oh, you know what? We might have time for a bonus question. Would you be interested? I'll try. This could re uh, result in a prize from the Talking Birds prize closet. Uh, this is a multiple choice question, Patricia. Okay. Uh, Wilson's snipes were formerly known as what? A. Common snipes. B. Marsh snipes. Or C. Wesley snipes. Birds that never file their tax returns. <laughs> oh, sorry, Wesley. 
I think he's out of uh, jail now. But anyway, uh, what, what do you say? Uh, what do you think? Well, I'm going to try common snipe. Common snipe is the answer, Tim. Uh, well, we have the applause right there. Common snipe is absolutely correct. Nice work, Patricia. Stay on the line, and we'll take care of all that stuff. Fantastic. Thank okay. you. <laughs> Thanks so much. Guess what? We're just about out of time for our show. Next week, the great David Clapp will be our guest right here in our Talking Bird studios. And he'll regale us with tales of his recent trip to Oregon, where he saw more species of woodpeckers that some of us even know about. That's next week here on our Talking Birds show. Thanks to our amazing Talking Birds team, Debbie Bleacher, Freya McGregor, and our producing engineer, Tim McKenney. I'm Ray Brown. See you next week. Ray Brown's Talking Birds. Made possible by the generous support of the Birdwatchers General Store. Or Lean's Cape Cod. Birdwatchersgeneralstore.com. By Birds and Beans Shade-Grown Bird-Friendly Coffee. Birdsandbeans.com. By L.L. Bean. Inspiring you to get outdoors. LLBean.com. By Celestron. Offering binoculars and scopes for birders of all levels. Celestron.com. And proudly sponsored by Ocean State Bird Club. This is every birder's favorite time of year. With new birds to see in every tree and shrub. And Ocean State Bird Club has an abundance of walks to see them. Join us on one of our free walks. Become a member and check us out on Facebook. And on the web at OceanStateBirdClub.org. Yeah.